0: Welcome to Devotions on the Psalms, Israel's Songbook, a podcast by Christ Lutheran Church in Brea, California. Hello and welcome to the Psalm Devotional. This is Pastor Eric and we are on Psalm 93. As always, let's begin with a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your greatness and your majesty. Lord, we are so thankful. That you control all, and we know that you are a good, loving God who cares for us and will watch over us. Lord, you created the heavens and the earth, you created the oceans, you created the mountains, and you created the stars. Help us to never forget your greatness. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're on Psalm 93. Uh, now, a quick update uh, to my church family. This is Pastor Eric here. Um, so, uh, as you many of you know, I tested positive for COVID on Saturday. Um, but, strangely enough, since then, I have tested negative uh, twice, on Monday and on Wednesday. And Hannah never tested positive. Uh, she's always tested negative. So, we're still trying to figure out exactly what's going on. It looks like maybe I had a false positive positive. But I still will be staying away until about, uh, I think it's uh, next Wednesday. So that is Ash Wednesday, February 17th. And if you're listening to this in the distant future, then you know that we are in the midst of still this, uh, whatever it's going to end up being called, the great coronavirus plague. But just so my church family, just so you know, uh, that's what's going on. Hannah and I, of course, we weren't happy that I tested positive, but we were kind of thinking at least we were going to get this thing over with, Um, but it looks like it was probably just a false positive. So don't be confused if someday in the future we sadly get uh, it again. Um, It looks like it was maybe, like I said, just a false positive. But keep praying for Pastor Pat, who has been carrying the load valiantly ever since then. All right. So this is Psalm 93. Sorry, we'll get to it. Psalm 93, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. He is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yet the the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voices. The floods lift up their roaring. Mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. All right, so this is a super short psalm. It's only five verses. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot in it, but there are a lot of cool themes or undercurrents you could say that go along in this. Ah, undercurrents, it talks about the ocean. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Nice. All right. So, first off, we hear that the Lord is robed in majesty. It kind of speaks like the Lord is putting on things, a belt, a robe, all these different things. It's really interesting. Sometimes the Old Testament writers, they do this. They don't describe God's appearance, but they'll describe the things around him. Because he's so majestic, they can't describe him. So, there's a really interesting incident in Exodus where... They're at Mount Sinai, and the elders go up with Noah, or sorry, not Noah, with Moses and Aaron to the mountain, and they actually see God. But when they describe him, they can't describe him because he's too magnificent. All they can describe is the pavement that he's on and how glorious what he's standing on is. Um, And this happens several other times. They can't actually describe God's greatness. And here it is, that greatness again simply describing he is robed with majesty, he's clothed with majesty, um, describing the things around him, because he is beyond anything we can fully comprehend. And this was really important for the Israelites, that they would constantly remind each other of this, how far God is beyond us, because all these cultures around them were trying to say, well, you know, the gods are either just like humans, you know, Zeus or Hercules, or the gods are like animals, like... Horus or uh, I can't remember all the Egyptian uh, gods, but they were making all these images, right? And the Israelites constantly had to remind each other, no, God isn't in an image. He can't, his essence is too great to be captured in any image. He's beyond that. And that's why the Israelites, they weren't supposed to try to make statues of God or anything like that, because he was totally beyond that. He could certainly not be contained in any of those things. Uh, And that's, Really one thing that makes ancient Israel so unique from all these other ancient cultures. And all these other ancient cultures, they're making all these idols. But Israel knows, no, the true one God, he's so far beyond any of those things. You can't capture him. And if you try to you try to bring him down in that way, you're not going to be worshiping the true God. You're going to be worshiping something that you've made yourself. So then it speaks about how the world is established. And you can kind of see... First, this psalmist talks a little bit about the world and how great it is, how it cannot be moved, and then he talks about the ocean. And these were kind of these two great things in the ancient world was the ground and the sea, and they were the two eternal, immovable things, the ground and the sea. And one thing that's really interesting about the sea, the psalmist spends a while speaking about the floods, how the floods are doing these things. The ocean kind of represented the great unknown, the great chaos, the great untamable thing in the ancient world. It was the one thing, well, in the ancient world there were lots of things that could kill you, but you could absolutely not control the ocean. It did as it would. It it did as it will. Um, and one thing that's really cool, there's even an instance, I don't know about cool, but this funny story, there was one time this Persian emperor who was so great, he, he went to go do this invasion Uh, and I think it was of Greece, but I can't remember exactly of what country it was, but the ocean didn't cooperate, and so his great fleet was destroyed, and a lot of his troops were killed, Um, and he was so upset that he had the ocean whipped. Uh, He had someone go out into the waves and whip the ocean with a whip, uh, which just kind of shows you how insignificant we are, like the ocean cares about that. It's so untamable, we cannot, and even today, how much can we control the ocean? Well, Really, we can't. And unfortunately, there's still natural disasters like tsunamis and all the other things. Even with all our technological power, we're pretty powerless compared to the ocean. And yet, it's the ocean that is lifting up its voice in praise of God. It's the ocean who is, let's see, lifting up their voices. Their voices lift up like their thunderings. And mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord is on, on high, almighty. And so it's saying, yeah, the ocean, even though it's so untamable, yet it's singing its praises to God, and God is so infinitely far beyond that. And then it wraps up with this, your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. The Lord is all-powerful, he is holy, and he's watching out for us. And so we sing those praises. And for us, even though the ocean is still so... Incredibly powerful and strong beyond what we know. Um, maybe we could say in, in our minds, like, think about supernovas and stars and black holes, these things that are so incomprehensibly huge and strong, and yet what are they doing? They're singing God's praises, and He's infinitely stronger and greater than those things are. It's mind boggling. Now, one last thing I want to say about this Psalm, and this is just a fun uh, Pastor Eric history tidbit. So that one verse that says, yes, the world is established, it shall never be moved, it actually has, uh, it has caused some interesting events in history. And maybe you know the story of Galileo. Galileo was the guy who uh, was basically able to prove that the earth rotates around the sun or orbits around the sun. The sun does not orbit around the earth. But there were some people in the Catholic Church who said, no, what you've said is heresy. And they pointed to this verse. They said, the world is established, it shall never be moved. So, Galileo, when you say the earth is rotating or orbiting around the sun, you're saying that the earth moves, but Bible says the Bible says that the earth doesn't move, so what you're saying is heresy. Um, and, of course, now the Catholic Church, or any church, says, oh, well, no, that's not exactly what this means. They weren't taking that correctly as it was intended. Uh, and it's important for us to realize there are some things that the Bible is saying to us, and there's some things that the Bible's not saying to us. And so we have to be really careful that we're not putting in more meaning than the Bible actually says. Uh, and of course, also that we're not taking less than it says. Um, but it is just a, a, I don't know, an interesting lesson for us. And this is especially things in like Revelation, where some people want to take these things very literally but Revelation wasn't written to be literal. It was written to be symbolic of many different things. And that's what this psalm is. It was a song. It was written as poetry. And it wasn't written as a scientific textbook. Now, this is a big topic, and you could go deeper in this. So what does this mean for other things? Um, those are more open questions uh, for, that deserve deeper discussion. But I do just want to say... We need to be careful what we're trying to make the Bible say and make sure we understand what it really is saying to us and maybe what we're adding to it. All right. So that is all for Psalm 23 or sorry, Psalm 93. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, My brothers and sisters, uh, wherever you are, I miss you. I hope that you're doing well. And I look forward to the day when we can all be together again. Let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you created the heavens and the earth and the sea. Lord, we thank you that those wonderful things declare your majesty. Lord, whenever we see that greatness, let us praise you and remind us that you are the creator of those things. And even though you are so great, you still care for us, little as we are. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus for us. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you all very much. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, follow Christ Brea on all social media outlets and visit ChristBrea.org.